Quitters never give up. Uh. Have you ever had a dream? Because I didn't give up, Bean. You just gave the answer. Quitters never give up. Quitters never give up. Are the words that came out of his mouth. Scott Watkins talked to you about that. Embarrassed or humiliated or ashamed. He was proud of himself. Don't tell me the American dream. I'm not so lucky that my mind drifted as well. Don't tell me the American dream is dead. All right, welcome to Quitters Never Give Up. This is uh, episode 27. I'm Christopher Rosales. With me as always is Jen Sunshine, Edwin Buckshot Miller, and Lindsay in her car. So should we start with some Quitters Never Give Up news? Quitters never give up news. What happened? Your source for news in the Kevin and Bean universe. I quit this bitch. This week uh, on the Quitters Never Give Up News was the Quitters Meetup. Lindsay, Edwin, and I met in person uh, at a place I can best describe as the inside of the Matterhorn ride at Disneyland. Uh, what did you think, Edwin? Well, for those of you that don't know, it was my birthday. And we decided the quitters should get together, and we went to a restaurant near my house. And the lovely Lindsay treated us all. How sweet is she? And then, because I'm an old, I said, well, you guys have fun on your next adventure. It was awesome to see you guys in person. It was great that uh, LP came all the way from Atlanta to see her family and made time for us. And, you know, it was awesome to have Edwin's birthday. But we missed Jen. Next time. Six and a half hour drive. I don't know why you didn't make it. I know, right? (laughs) But not to be outdone, Ali had a goodbye with uh, Kevin, Cat, Stryker, and Chip the same night at a different restaurant at the Cat and the Fiddle. LP was saying how it just seemed so odd that there was just that coincidence that they went out and we went out. Yeah, it's like they were having like a farewell dinner or whatever, and they met up basically at the exact same time that we did. And then like Ali's moving across country, and the, the whole point of this was to be able to meet up so that I was like coming from cross country. It was just funny. The KBC is strong. All right, all right. Shall we move to the clip that needs no introduction? Flashback with no introduction for Jen. Here we go. Here's the uh, headline. Tell me this one didn't catch your attention. George Takei to beam up Trek co-stars for wedding. He, of course, is one of the high-profile gay celebrities that plans on getting married when he's able to uh, here in a few weeks, I guess, in California, since that Supreme Court decision recently. He's going to marry his longtime partner of 21 years, George Takei. Very happy day right around the corner. And we've got the great actor on the phone with us right now on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rod. Good morning, George. Good morning, Kevin Bean. How are you? We're good. <laughs> How are you? You must be very happy. We're very excited. Both Brad and I can't wait to finally take the plunge. <laughs> you know, a lot of times this happens with a celebrity couple where one person is famous. We know so much about you, Mr. Takei. We don't know anything about Brad. What's his deal? He's dreamy. Right. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We met, at, we met at the gym. Oh, you were both working out? Yeah. Okay. And I just couldn't take my eyes off his lean, tight, muscled body. Okay. I see. Okay. All right. <laughs> tremendous and... glutes. <laughs> I, set and... my, I set my phaser for sauna. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> we went into the sauna. Oh, okay. I got you. And nature took its course. Okay. Now, now, 21 years you've been together. And as I understand it from the recent media reports, you were planning on proposing to him. And then wouldn't you know, the little minx, he surprised you by getting down on one knee and proposing to you. He did. I was eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. 
and he got out on one knee. And usually that means one thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this what time, does that usually mean, George? This time, he pulled out a ring. Oh. And the must... next thing you knew, we were making plans. Wow. Very exciting. Now, we saw in People magazine that your best man is going to be your colleague from Star Trek, Walter Koenig, who yes. played Chekhov. Yes, Walter would be my best man. And Michelle Nichols, who played Uhura on the show, will be my matron of honor. Okay. okay. Um, do you have. Very, very Trek ceremony. Have you not made any friends since the late 60s? Well, these are the people I'm closest with. Okay. So the theme will be Star Trek. Okay. So and all the guests will be shuttlecraft from the ceremony to the reception. And what's the shuttlecraft going to be made of? It's going to be a shuttle van. Okay. All right. <laughs> a van. Okay. Paper mache all over it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a spaceship. This is interesting because I would think that you would be making fun of Trek fans who would have a Star Trek theme wedding, and here you are having one yourself. Well, actually, I hadn't planned on cashing in on the Star Trek fame. Mm-hmm. But my sister, Lika. <laughs> I'm sorry? My sister, Lika Decay. You have a she came up with the idea to get some publicity by doing that. She's helping me plan the event. She's, she's not there, is she? <laughs> she actually, she is here, yeah. <laughs> That's great news. Here at the house. We're working on some plans as we speak. Hey, Lika. Good morning, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> how are you? Lika, you're helping yes. your brother plan the wedding, are you? Yes, I am. What a unique idea to have a Star Trek wedding. Isn't it, though? <laughs> what is wrong with you, George? What are you doing? It's going to be fabulous. Yes, we're setting phases for fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're such a beautiful couple. Look, Lisa, you're not doing, you're not doing Bella Lugosi. You're doing George Decay's sister. This is Lika. Yeah, oh, Lika. I'm oh. sorry. I bet Lika. Why well, you called her Lisa? I don't know <laughs> what that's about. All right. So, uh, are there are there gonna be any non-Star Trek actors at, at all involved in the wedding, or is it the whole thing just going to be the, the the guys from the show? Most, that's for you. It's mostly a Trek theme. <laughs> yeah. Mostly a Trek theme. Even the wedding night. When, oh. when Brad launches his photon torpedo. Right. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Come on. George, do you mind if we just talk to your sister from now on? Not at all. Okay, I'd be happy to. Okay, that's great. <laughs> 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 oh, that one cracks me up. Lisa was such a good sport. Is that her best character, Lika? <laughs> I don't know. I just stumbled upon it. I just thought it was pretty. Everyone cracking up in the background is hysterical, but she was just such a good sport and doing stuff like that and playing along. It was just awesome. And that's two calling foreign. What's the next clip? Uh, calling foreign countries. Um, India is in Asia, and Bean is just not having it. Speaking of movies, last week we were talking about M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Sure. Hey, the uh, director of the classic Sixth Sense, and then a he's series Indian, of Mike. That's in Asia. That's in Asia. Yeah, he's work right. You. He's work right. You. Work you. Face. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge that India is in Asia. I'm sorry. Well, okay. We I don't know what to well, do about that. The Indians don't feel that way. <laughs> I still... doesn't seem like... seems like it's its own thing. It doesn't seem like it's part of Asia. I'm They're Indians. You, They're I'm not Asians. They're Indians. I'm glad you feel that way. As long yeah, as you feel that way. I want to ask the Indians how they feel. 
I will. Let's call India. How? All right. How? Me like them have Not money. that kind of Indian. What? Let's sick. call India and ask. Get us a number, Alex. We want to call before the end of the showbiz report, please. Can we thank them? Maybe we will. No, that's what means going Can I get back to my story? Yes, please. Yes, as long as you acknowledge that we can call India and find out if they consider themselves part of Asia. M. Night Shyamalan uh, made Sixth Sense and then a uh, series of progressively worse uh, turds. Right. And uh, I was saying how much I'm afraid of this happening because it's going to be as bad as other stuff was. What's good? Well, thank you for the listeners who sent me this little piece of an interview he did regarding the happening. Where apparently he thinks he's a pretty good director. Here's the, here's the quote. If something happens during the movie and you think that's dumb, it'll be because whatever happened was actually too amazing for you to fully understand. <laughs> or possibly what? a metaphor for something really crazy and cool. He has to be joking. I. He's being fun. I hope he's not. He's so if it's bad, it's not him, it's us. Yes! <laughs> you just don't get it, man. He's being funny. It's my favorite defense, by the way, for bad things. You just don't get it, man. It's just well, you. It's a point, stupid. I'm shocked that he didn't make the Zohan movie, to tell you the truth. I think he wanted to. you. And the twist would have been Zohan was actually dead the whole time. He's cutting hair with ghost scissors. <laughs> well, I, wa- <laughs> I want the happening to be good. No, you um, don't. No, you I do. I want it to be good because I like that sort of movie, and I like Mark Wahlberg, and I love Zoe. She's in that, and I love her. Mm-hmm. But why are you so nervous? Just because it's the last couple have been so-so? The guy made one great movie. Everything else has been just... I liked Signs. Uh, I, I liked too. Signs. I did, too. It's water. Water kills the aliens. That was the, the last five minutes were pretty dreadful, That's but the rest of the movie was good. come to a planet that's 75% <laughs> water. Because they know they're safe. Oh, wait a minute. It kills them. Why do you hate? That's like us saying, let's go to that big planet that's on fire over there with no suits on. Let's just go to the big fireball planet. Let's go to the sun. Let's just have a a manned (laughs) space trip to the sun. What do you say, NASA? Let's do it. I want a good movie. I've heard a spoiler (laughs) about this happening, by the way. And if it's the case, I'm going to go see it. And if it's the twist, if this is the twist... I'm going to come back and I'm, oh, somebody's going to pay. Maybe you're just not, you don't understand. You're not thinking on that deep a level. It's just, it's too cool for me and I just don't get it. You want to talk to Baliki from Los Angeles? No, because I want to call India. This person is half Indian and It knows. doesn't matter. Well, yeah, he lives here, though. What the hell does he know? He we only, Americans don't know anything. He only half knows that if he's half Indian. That's right. Ralph just gets us out of calling India. No, that's true. No, we're calling India. Anyway. Baliki? Baliki? Balika. 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 Hi. Good morning. <laughs> How? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Indian people consider themselves Asian or not? Yeah, because in school and on applications when you have to pick out your ethnicity box, I would check Asian. But Bean does not agree with that. Well, that's his problem. Oh, okay. It's not true. I'm you're sorry. Not India is not an Asian. We're not wrong. part of Asia, so uh, what are we a part of? You're then? a part of Asia. <laughs> India right, is the wrong. subcontinent, right? You're your own thing. You're not Asian. You're Indian. Well, you know what? Like, our beliefs religiously are similar, and there's a lot of other similarities, but technically we are considered a part of Asia. Yeah, you're wrong. He's not wrong. You're wrong. How would you know? (laughs) How would you know? Balike? I would know because I'm half Indian. Actually, my name, Balike, is Sanskrit. It's from the Hindu Bible, so I don't know how much more Indian Her name is from the Hindu Bible. It's not from the freaking Japanese Bible, though, is it? Or the Chinese Bible, is it? No, you know why? Not Asian. You're so dumb. Bean was not having it. Well, Bean is doing that, isn't he? He's arguing all the time with Allie about where the Midwest is. So it's that Asperger's map thing. He's... 
it's proof that he does have Asperger's. But if he saw a map, he'd see that India is on the continent of Asia. And so they would be Asian. All right, shall we move on to the podcast roundup? Nailed it. Not the same monster that is under our kills. All right, starting off with the Ralph report. Let me play this clip right here. When I was a younger man, I uh-huh. used to listen to a lot of classical. Oh, did you have a classical fit? Did you wear powdered wigs? <laughs> yes, I would dress face, white stockings. Powder, I would powder my face and put a little mole, a little birthmark <laughs> on my cheek. And I had fl- a flourishing uh, brocade jackets Jacks. and buckles on my oh, shoes. That must have been quite the, the face. <laughs> high socks. <laughs> Made for interesting times in junior high school. See, this is why Ralph and I should be best friends. I love classical music. I love jazz. We love bourbon. You know, he plays drums. I play bass. We could just have a whole day. Classical music, jazz, whiskey bars. The best way to learn about classical music is to watch Bugs Bunny cartoons. You'll hear basically every great musical piece in those at one time or another. Yep. Then Ralph and Eddie also take on nerd culture. Uh, Let's hear this clip about nerds being assholes. When did the nerds and the geeks become such assholes? You're living in the greatest time to be a nerd when there's constant nothing but that superhero movies, comic book TV shows, everything is constantly coming out. You're inundated with all this shit and you, all you can do is all your wettest dreams come true. Yeah. And all you're doing is crying about Fucking it. Fucking assholes. When I was a kid, assholes. I would hang with the nerds and the geeks, and everybody was jolly. And we'd go Happy. to the comic book store together. We'd talk about our stuff that we liked, and we all enjoyed ourselves. You enjoyed it. That's why you did it. We now watched people... the Hulk, and we watched Wonder Woman, and we watched Batman, and nobody bitched and moaned it wasn't done right. Yeah. We just were happy to yeah. have it on television. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Ain't it the truth? Mm. So this came about because uh, Kevin Smith did Masters of the Universe and also the Ghostbusters trailer dropped and everybody just lost their mind. So what happened with the Masters of the Universe? I I saw the stuff online, but I don't understand it. He-Man is a cartoon from the 80s that was designed to sell toys that is, if you watch it now, doesn't really age well. Everything around it is just merchandising. It's a total cash grab and and so all these nerds are losing their, and, and I don't even want to say that they're nerds because there's just this business of people making YouTube videos just shitting on things. So if you go to like a lot of these pages, it's like everything wrong with this and everything wrong with that and everything wrong with this. And it's not, it's not in good fun. There's some pages that are like good fun, like cinema sins and like that. But this one is just like ripping it apart and, and calling Kevin Smith a liar and he oh. bait and switched. Yeah, and basically Netflix split this 10-episode series uh, into two parts, five episodes and then five episodes. In in this whole series, Tila, who's a female character, has a bigger part in it than she used to have in the cartoon, and that's typically where all this stuff comes from. They just lose their shit. So we have to make it exactly the same as before? Oh yeah, but also it like if you liked the show, you'd see that this show is very much in the whole He-Man kind of universe. Like even like the comic books and all that stuff. All the critics and comic book, true comic book nerds like the show because it's 
explores the whole universe. I, I don't know. I saw it. I liked it. It was a good show. Okay, so then the Ghostbusters thing. Um, I I haven't seen the trailer, but I know the premise of the new story, which I think is actually kind of interesting. And so what's the yeah. problem they have with that, that it's not the same thing as before? Yeah, that it just doesn't seem funny, I guess. It, to me, look, To me, it's all a business where they get people clicking and viewing because they're just crapping on it. Oh, okay. But I digress. Ralph introduces us to Sarah Brand, uh, which, Eddie, do you want to go more into Sarah Brand? No, I was just, the only thing I was impressed by is who else but Queen Jay. Ralph mentioned it on Monday, and she had a full song on Tuesday that he played. So does anyone know what Sarah Brand is? What What is this thing? Is she real? Is this a, a fake out? Is she playing a character? Who? Once uh, uh, Ralph brought that forward, and then he had to bring it up again the next day, uh, and I, it kept reminding me of that song. She, it sounds just like Cold War Kids first. It was driving me nuts for a couple of hours. <laughs> so Queen J did. She ended up remixing the song or re-singing it or whatever the proper term is. She actually sent it to Sarah Brandt. Um, I saw that over on Twitter, and Sarah was very grateful and stuff. So um, so I, I don't know. I think maybe she just doesn't have the talent, but she has the right video producers and things like that. Listening to the song, it is looks it sounds like it's done purposefully bad because everything's well produced and even the way the voice is recorded is well produced it's just a little bit off and any producer that can make that track could actually fix it really easily with software i saw on i believe it was twitter uh the company that she had hired to do the mixing but she didn't send them an s-t-e-m I don't know what that means. Vocal track, I guess. Maybe. So they had posted the original go- on YouTube um, under their YouTube channel. So, and it sounded worse to me. So I don't really know. But um, but then Queen J seemed to clean it up quite fine. Well, yeah, because Queen J said it was like a Faith Hill song. I've heard other people say that it's a, a Taylor Swift song. You say it's a it's Cold War Kid song. It sounds pretty generic. Um, but she's an Oxford master's student in sociology. Right. So to me, it's a social, it's some kind of social experiment. Conspiracy Alley needs to get on this. Yeah. She's going to write some kind of thesis on how people are horrible stuff online. It's all coming together now that I heard that. Yeah. But I could be wrong because the other, the other thing that makes me think I'm wrong is that the song Red Dress has a very feminist message. So if you're going to mess with people like that, why would you take something so serious and important and put it in the song? And then uh, lastly, I just want to leave with this Sally Struthers clip that Ralph played that I had nowhere else to put, which just was hilarious to me. Okay, Ralph. What do you want to play with? I'd like to play with Sally. Oh, good. You and Sally. Come on, Sally. Are you married, Ralph? No, I'm not married either. Neither am I. See? You're going to be busy all evening, it sounds like, Ralph. (laughs) Yeah, Sally Struthers from All in the Family, from Feed the Children, was hitting on Ralph during his game show days. Which Good on you, Ralph. I wonder if anything ever came of that. Moving on to Janky Town, Omar let us know this week that he was part of his first ever meeting with the K Rock Morning Show. Even with Kevin and Bean, he didn't. He never participated in any meetings, and he this meeting featured the big boss, as he said. He didn't say who it was. Uh, this meeting focused on the show Post Striker, the new host. Come on, Doto. Let's hope for Doto. Doto. Um, a new name 
And he said the meeting felt very corporate and also that Klein is the dick that keeps the meeting going by asking questions, you know, right at the end. Right. Uh, anyhow, Omar is now the a co-host of the morning show and he actually received notes on his character. Uh, moving on. Um, now, Dave calls Costco an adult wonderland that has the best hot dogs. And then Omar has uncontrollable cartoon hate for Costco. Adult Wonderland, there's so many stupid kids everywhere. It's so goddamn annoying. And by the way, you cannot ever go to a Costco and be in and out in under an hour. When you go to a Costco, you're there five hours minimum. You, you, you're, you're stuck there, and, and the, 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 they try to make the freaking lanes wide enough, but they're not wide enough because you're always, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and you're always bumping into somebody, and then you get to the stupid checkout line, and it takes you a freaking hour and a half to get through the checkout line. And, by the way, you plan on just spending $100 or $200. You end up spending $1,000. you got to take out a fucking mortgage to buy anything at Costco. It's because there's so many options. You want everything. You don't need it, though. That's the thing. The Costco is the king of selling you shit you don't need. You do not need. But, you, but, but so, dude, tell my wife that. I can't. I can't I'm not going to tell her. Hey, Kaz, put that down. And she, she's all going to get We're going to get in a fight over some Costco shit. I was like, no, I don't care. Just, you know, oh, I hate Costco. Uh, I mean, dude, now they have self-checkout. So, boom, you have, like, a couple of items, oh, self-checkout. No, forget and, it. Because ready to go. At Costco, ready to go. At Costco, you have a bunch of, like, you know, uh, unhip old people, and, and they're going to get lost in the self-checkout, and they're going to be there, oh, what? How do you j- beep? Uh, I don't uh, – can I get help over here? And their Costco card is from the fucking 1980s, so the scanner is not going to work properly. <laughs> can I get a new card over here? It's always something at Costco. Let, he is right. You can't just run into Costco. My wife went to Costco to get peanut butter, and it was a $300 bill because you see everything else you need. Why would you go to Costco just get peanut butter? No, she went to get peanut butter. That's what I'm asking. Why she would went to she get one to- thing, and then the next thing you know, you buy a whole pallet of but other why- stuff. Okay. The logic there is is, is strange. Oh, it just happens every time. She goes, I went to Costco. I'm like, okay, you need 300 bucks, right? Yeah, but if you well, want just peanut butter, then you go to like Ralph's or Bonds or something like that. Like, I don't understand why you would go to Costco without like needing a lot of different things. I, I when I go to Costco, I have a game plan. I know what I'm going to get, and I know what I'm going to get is going to last me a long time. But let's hear Dave uh, bring up the samples, and let's hear Omar talk more about the samples. Okay. So you don't want to spend your money on that, or the pizza, or the chicken bake, or whatever. The, right. the Sunday. Oh, I like the you chicken just, bake. Yeah. Yeah, you could just walk around in Costco and get samples of this, samples of that, a little drinky drink oh, sample, man. sample here, sample there, you know, samples that, that, everywhere, that's, that's, and then you're full. Boom, go home. You don't even have to spend anything. Done. Stupid samples, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I will say whatever they serve is good. It's good stuff, but it's too small. I have to get in line three or four different times because they got me hook, line, and sinker, and then that's another useless thing that they – because, okay, but all the shit that they sell is good in small doses. So I'm like, okay, and then I take it home and I try it at home. It's too much. I don't like this. Why did I buy this? I wasted just 20 bucks on this chicken blah, 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 whatever it is, and I too, it's too much in little small doses. It's great. It's too much, Dave. By the way, the chicken blah, blah, blah is just delicious at Costco. <laughs> Um, I'm glad Dave explained samples to us. So that's how that works. I love how he's a little sample fairy over a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I just picture him just, you know, just dancing around. Part of the experience. Yeah. But now Jen agrees with Omar and 
And in the usual circumstance, I agree with Dave. Um, so, Jen, why do you hate Costco? Okay, let's um, disclaimer. I like Costco. One of the reasons I will support them is because they've always paid their people well. I think they're co-owned with the employee owned or something like that. Um, and I love Costco. They have two-day delivery. So I don't even have one near me. Um, but the times I've been in it, it is just so many people and uh, it's just like, I, I kind of get in there. And I just want I just want out, and so that's really it. The qual the uh, the food itself is great. Um, so we had a cost you less here when you live in small places. They have a, a smaller version of it, which was great, and um, so I could get the bulk seasonings and the bulk stuff. It was wonderful. So that's all. I don't I don't have the hate for it that Omar does. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. On cup of tea in a chat, they did drop two best of episodes. It had more butthole talk than we thought possible, and a lot of drops. I got a lot of drops from them, like this one. Uh-oh, a penis. And then this one. A very pretty penis. And this one. If you want us to care, make it a dick, all right? But also during the best of episode on Monday, Bean remind, reminds us of a time that Kevin and Bean went on a trip to find the Loch Ness Monster. It's weird, because today, they, the recent Kevin and Bean couldn't even get a an outing to the slide bar. Now, in, But in the 90s, and I remember this. Kevin and Bean could fly to Scotland to search for the Loch Ness Monster. But yeah, and then Kevin talks about a time where he, he talked Bean into catching the sheep, which just shows that Kevin can talk anybody into doing anything stupid. Yeah, he got old stick in the mud Bean to do something fun. I think that you're right. It was in the 90s when Bean would still do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you could hear a, a song that they wrote, and Bean performs it on the podcast. So that's worth the subscription there. But on this last trip, Bean and Donna had a great time. And although in Loch Lomond, uh, during his visit, three people died. Um, and this made me ask if this is the work of the Louisiana Creeper. The Louisiana Creeper. Uh, I just wanted to play that drop. Bean has been recording random children. Using the cover of a warning about Ali's move, he plays a recording he made of children at a daycare in his neighborhood. Uh, let's hear him explain what he found after he moving to his new home and his explanation for being creepy three preschools in our neighborhood okay we didn't know we'd been to the house twice you've never even been to your house you don't know what kind of surprises your neighborhood we had never heard the noise from the kids that we now have to live with (gasps) so now here's being started to play the recording then ali starts to call him out on it and um yeah, let's let's hear Ali call him out on it. In a window? No, I recorded this uh, oh. <laughs> last Wednesday. I walked by the school. Okay, last Wednesday I walked by the school because I said. Okay, the- are you walking by schools recording children, Bean? I mean, oh, just crap. just with a video camera and no pants. Why do you ask? Oh no! <laughs> That's classic Bean. Uh, I I don't I don't know where he comes up with that shit, but um, let's listen to the recording. See if we can pick up on anything about uh, British children. I want to be quiet for a second and let you see what it's like to live in my house. I like them so much. They're my favorite. When I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just hot Cheetos. I love you so much. This is out. This is in my backyard. Okay. This is in my backyard. Crazy. Sandy, no, Christopher. When he started playing the kids, it was just a long pause of kids playing. It just made me think of the Hot Cheetos girl. That's awesome. And, uh, I'm mad I didn't think of that first. Damn it. 
lastly, Bean brings up Bigfoot and that there's a lot of Bigfoot in Maine. And uh, Allie had this response. Literally just talked about how my home butts up to forest. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, we talked about how I love the hairy guy from Ted Lasso. That's what made me think of this story, by the way. Because I thought, oh, I that's perfect for Allie. <laughs> am totally going to bone Bigfoot. Good to have goals. Yeah. All right, that's the podcast roundup. Moving on. Press the button. That wins. Send me back into time. <laughs> one, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Meet the Walls. Oh, 2010, Kevin decided to try something different. Right. What happened to you protesting where you were able to get any place oh, with 30 here. seconds to spare? I was sitting at the gate. While you were playing 30 Seconds to Mars, and then I was looking for my card, and I realized, oh, I can't find my card, so I can't get in. Right. Uh-huh. So then I was looking for my cell phone, <laughs> and I can't find my cell phone. So now I'm sitting out there going, what do I do, scale the fence? Like, I can't call. Oh, there's that call box. You're supposed to push, mm-hmm. you know, star two, four or something, and that doesn't work. <laughs> it's just not connected to anything. You know, so you uh, just have to wait till somebody else showed up? Yes. A bear in a car that was trapped in a car was, got a, in. was able to get more attention and get help <laughs> quicker true. than you were. That's true. I was completely helpless. I was just sitting there listening to you guys. Mike was doing the drunk voice, and Lisa was making fun of me for grabbing the headphones and falling, and I heard it all. I was sitting right out there going, sure can't do anything. That is the funniest thing ever. Sure can't call anyone. You need to start to pack a ladder. I do. If only yeah. you knew you needed that key card to get into the building every time you came to work, you could put someplace where you'd know That's where to be. That's new today, though, right? No, it's been that way for, uh, well, forever. Oh. Gotta love the Kev dog. Forgot his key card and forgot his phone. So he's just sitting out there. The host of the show, I'm gonna have to wait till someone else shows up. So they were still coming off of the week of um, Comic-Con. So while they were there, they recorded some interviews that they were gonna play later. And they talked to Roger Corman. He's a legendary movie producer. God, he, he's still alive. He's 95. He gave a start to guys like um, Jack Nicholson, Bruce Dern, Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola, James Cameron. So a lot of people got their first jobs with this guy. Anyway, he also produced a very important movie that we know called Sharktopus. So they had an interview with him. Mr. Corman, the truth is that since the minute Sharktopus was announced, we all got excited. But Ralph knew that it was his life's work to get in the movie. And I'm sure that happens to you all the time where people want to work in one of your films. But Ralph has, has thought of little else in this year besides being able to say, damn you, Sharktopus, in a sci-fi movie. He will be immortalized in this film. Sharktopus really has sort of taken on a life of its own on the Internet. The minute it was announced, it seemed like everyone was automatically interested. Why do you think that was? I think it was partially the title and partially the footage. It really turned out well, and the CGI, the special effects for the Sharktopus, turned out uh, exceptionally well. The strange thing is the trailer took off, and it doesn't even have the best CGI in it because we haven't done that yet. Where did the idea come from, Roger, if you know? Like, who first thought Shark plus Octopus? The title came from sci-fi and they asked me if I wanted to make it because I'd done Dino Shark and so forth and I said no I have a theory that you can go up to a certain level of insanity with Dino Croc Dino Shark and so forth but you go above that level of insanity and the audience says forget it and you were wrong I I was wrong (laughs) really and the reaction the publicity uh, just from the title alone was the biggest sci-fi it's had all year or maybe last year and the trailer I guess is the number one uh, trailer on the internet so you learn something even at my age I love how 
Roger Corman thought, Dino Croc, that's fine. That's at the line. Sharktopus, oh, that's above the line. So I, he has standards, I suppose. Yeah, so I think I, they released the trailer for Sharktopus around the time of Comic-Con. So it was kind of a big hit in the sci-fi community. And it just cracks me up that Ralph just kind of got himself on it by screaming, damn you, Sharktopus, all the time. They were giving away tickets to the premiere of Dinner for Schmucks. It was a Steve Carell movie, Steve Carell and Paul Rudd. So they were taking some calls from people who had screwed up in their relationship, got their significant other mad, and they thought, well, that makes you a schmuck. You can go see this movie. Maybe make it up to them. They took a call, and I love this. This is one of my favorite things. Lisa kind of getting a little bit mad, kind of getting feisty. Let's try, Let's try uh, Oscar. Let's try Oscar. Okay. Because this right. doesn't seem like the smartest move on Oscar's part. Hi, Oscar. Hey, how's it going, there, guys? This Hi. weekend, you spent the night with who? <laughs> well, um, I, I was at a party with mutual friends about two weeks ago, and um, I ended up taking off uh, with my ex. Your ex? And, yeah, my ex-wife. And Your um, ex-wife. Yeah. Okay. And a couple, there's a mutual friend that knows my girlfriend now. Your current girlfriend. And, yeah. So uh, she's Who's telling this story? Know, Oscar or you? I'm trying to get him to tell the important parts. <laughs> he has a girlfriend. He spent the night with his ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, my, my girlfriend only knows that we took off, and that's all she knows. Hopefully she's not listening right now, or else I'm in, I'm in deeper trouble yeah, here. Yeah, uh, Oscar, we can't help you. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to tell you. He's going to come on the radio to tell her that he slept with his ex-wife. Yes. Well, One, he's he's not a good guy. And, and it's two, Monday. he's an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, alcohol was involved, so I could only take 50% of the blame. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. I think we have to turn Oscar away, don't you? Yes. Yeah, we can't uh, we can't help you. Movie's have, not going to save you. I'm we sorry. We have alcohol at our party. Right. I don't trust him. This isn't Listen, this can only <laughs> fix minor stuff. We're not looking <laughs> we're, we're not looking for you moved in and remarried your ex-wife <laughs> and your girlfriend's angry. So, Lisa shot that guy down. Well deserved, by the way. They had the one and only Winnebago man on the show. The real guy, because the documentary came out. They had the producer. His name is Ben Ben Steinbauer and Winnebago man himself on the show. And we know Kevin loves him. He thinks that's his actual real-life father. Now, Jack, you, were, you tried uh, very hard, it, it appears at the beginning of the movie, to not be found. I mean, it was really difficult for Ben to track you down. It's not a question of not being found. I know where I am. Not you, but I'm saying, <laughs> did you try to get a, You didn't even know what was going on, did you? No, of course I didn't know. I, it was up, I think it was two or three weeks before finally Ben and I spoke, and it, um, a friend of mine called, and he said, have you, uh, have you pulled yourself up on the, uh, on the tube lately? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you're, you're all over the damn place. And I said, huh? <laughs> and he said, he said but he said, it, it's you. And so he played some of it for me, and of course I agreed. I said, "Yeah, that's me. That's it." You know. And by the way, don't call me a star. I'm more or less of a black hole rather than a star. Oh, but I love oh, you so no. much. No, you're selling yourself short here now. So Winnebago Man was really good on the show, and they did play one other clip from the actual documentary, which cracks me up. When Ben Steinbauer uh, first interviewed him, he's trying to get him to do the documentary, trying to talk him into it. And he wasn't that much into it. Let, let's hear a clip from the documentary again in theaters now called Winnebago Man. And this is at the very opening of the film. And this is when I knew that I wasn't just in love with the Jack Rebney of the Winnebago Man YouTube clip. This is when I knew I was in love with the 2010 Jack Rebney. Listen to his reaction to Ben as Ben's trying to talk him into doing the film. I don't give a f I'm 78 
years old. Why should I put up with this? You're going to make no difference whatsoever. Because the only thing it will ultimately come to is that, well, this guy's been crazy all his life. That's, no, no. That's not true. That'll humanize That, of course you. it that'll, is. No, it will not humanize Yes, it. that'll make people understand That's your opinion, you Ben. It ain't mine. Well, but I don't understand. The movie's about yeah, me following Don't, don't, you. don't, don't. Come on. Don't, don't tell me. You know me what this shit. is? This is about who you are and what your oh, past experiences oh, have been. No, no. And what you've learned. Oh, well, like, sure. You want to talk about me? Yeah. Oh, I, wonderful. I'm trying to talk about you. Yeah. You're not well, letting me I talk Well, I don't. <laughs> Jack's my man. Jack's. I hope to be Jack one day. <laughs> you are Jack now, by the way. Yeah, Bean is very much like that guy right now. I think that's why he sparked to him so much. Now, on the last show, we talked about they came up with What'd You Do? Remember, that just came out of nowhere. They were doing a yeah. call in. Kevin said that. And I thought a caller brought that to their attention, but it actually was someone else. So the next week, they started playing that more as a regular drop. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday. Ralph Garman is here with his feature, Things About People. What's going on, Ralph? What does it do? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you do? What I, did you do? I suggest we change the name of What It Do Nephew in the morning. We take our phone calls <laughs> to What Did You Do? <laughs> hey, What Did You Do, everybody? <laughs> we, uh, I have to thank Omar for the catch on this. The That's rest great. of us are oblivious to, mm-hmm. to what Kevin sounds like on the radio anymore. But he did send in this piece of tape yesterday that we had a lot of fun with. If you missed it, here's, I think, one of Kevin's finest. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that all day yesterday, for, just for no reason. Just talking to my wife. What did you do? I was like, <laughs> she's like, what? What did you do? I can't hear what's funny about that. <laughs> That's the beauty of you, Skippy. <laughs> So I think in honor of Kevin, we should all go up to someone we know, say, what'd you do? Right. Yeah, and that was an Omar catch. So they didn't even notice it in the moment. They were so used to Kevin talking like that. Didn't they set that clip to the Adams family at some point? Yes. They yeah, I think, that's, so. I think that'll come up like maybe the next week. When that comes up, Quitters Never Give Up News will bring you breaking news from 2010. So I, I will find that eventually. I do wish they had changed what it do nephew to what'd you do. That would have been perfect. Missed yeah. opportunity. They did a story about the Kings of Leon. They were doing a concert in 2010. And the venue had a problem with pigeons roosting by the stage and dive bombing them and pooping on them. So they actually had to cancel the concert. It was very strange. And this brought to mind, remember, too. yeah, it was a very mm-hmm. bizarre story. You remember Nicole Alvarez had a few drinks at a weenie roast and interviewed Kings Dude. of Leon. I love you guys no matter what. Like, this album's really good, but before that, like, you guys are great. So I wish that people don't judge you by this album, because before you were great. Right. Yeah, this album's just different, but before, it was amazing, too. Wow. So I wish you continued success. I'm Nicole Alvarez. This is the world famous K-Rap. Yeah, thank you. I love that so much. She was trying to say she likes their old music and their new music, but it sounded like a slam. So, of course, Kevin and Bean used that as grist for the mill, as they say. And they called the pigeons that dive-bombed Kings of Kings of Leon. Well, we wanted to find out more about this unfortunate story and the plans for Kings of Leon to reschedule. So we asked producer Alex to line somebody up from the Verizon Amphitheater in St. Louis, Missouri. And I think that person joins us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hello. Wow, there's pigeons in the office. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this isn't something from the venue, is it? It's a pigeon. No, I'm not a pigeon. You're a pigeon. I'm a pigeon. 
Leon. Yeah, you guys have made a lot of news since you got Kings of Leon to walk off stage. Yeah, Kings of Leon. They used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you intentionally poop on the band members, or was yeah. it just an unfortunate accident? No, I intentionally pooped on the band members. Are you drunk? No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're drinking right now. No, you are. I'm not you're actually. Not. What? What? What is your name, Pigeon? My name's Nicole. <laughs> okay, Nicole. Okay, are you the leader? I. Are you the pigeon leader? I am on it in the afternoon here in the rafters. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, why did you poop on Kings of Leon? Do you not enjoy their music? They used to be good, and they sold out. Did they oh, really? They sold out. I hate to think everyone at that show thought that this album represents <laughs> what they really are. Well, this they album... are not that. They used to be good, and why do people now listen to them and not listen to what they hadn't been before? Right, but a lot of people really like the new Kings of Leon sound. It's been a very popular record for them. Oh, he's drinking again. I Maybe think dr- he's poop. Maybe you should drink less. I put poop on the poopy band. Are you? Yeah. Have you guys identified which one of you nailed their mouth? Because it went in one of their mouths. Yeah, it was me. It was you. Yeah. Nice shot. That's why it tasted like tequila. <laughs> he said, hmm, that tastes like poop for tequila. Well, that's an upside at least. Jose Cuervo. <laughs> it's good. I make good margaritas. Okay. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, need a drink? No, a no. little drink. Take a little drink. That's the one thing I don't need. Just take a little drink. All right. <laughs> and that wasn't even a wheel of bad animal voices. They just came off of that on the top of their head. A one-off. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want to risk not talking to Nicole the Pigeon. <laughs> I love Ralph's drunk voice. Now, that became a bit for years. Like if someone was a new band came out or they wanted to slam someone drunk, Nicole would say, oh, you used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 2010, they were talking about Jersey Shore because the second season was starting. God tell me why, I don't know. Anyway, the one good thing that came about was that they had a Jersey Shore name generator. So they went to it, they put everybody's name in, and they got the names of the cast. But the reason I mention this is because they've got a site on the web now where you can plug in your name. And they will give you your Jersey Shore name. It's a name generator, they call it. Okay. Just want to remind everyone that Lisa May is hot spot. <laughs> is or has? When we're all living in our Jersey oh. Shore house, we have to refer to her as hot spot. All right. Hot, hot spot. spot. I like it. Yeah. Um, Brian. Uh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> Bean. You mean Bean? Bean is Bean. <laughs> Is B train? I was looking at B train. I saw the R in there. It threw me. B train. Mike is hard hat. Yeah. I am the operation, and Kevin, of course, is the sausage party. He's got the best name. He has the best name. He does have the best name. I rule. I'm the sausage party. (laughs) Brian has a bad name. (laughs) I kind of like a B train for Bean. I mean, who's less like a B train? Actually, Bean was. If you remember last time, Bean was just cracking himself up with the pug clip, the pug that said Batman. Yeah. And like we always say, who cracks up Bean the most? Bean. So he brought it back next week too. It, it is horrible, but it is better than the last song he did for Lindsay. You guys remember that one from the last time she no, was in jail? I, I don't remember that. I got a piece. Batman! I just thought that that did even. 
doesn't make any sense. Batman? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you wrote the Batman theme for her? That didn't even make sense. That wasn't even that Godor. Was... I figured at least it'd be Godor or something entertaining. Because it I'm was the biggest Batman fan in the world. I even thought I, I thought that was because inappropriate. Because it was the pug. <laughs> it's the pug singing Batman. <laughs> That's why. Well, you can't tell it when it's got the theme behind it. It doesn't didn't sound like the pug. It was the pug. Pug you. Still, I reject you totally. I don't understand. But <laughs> you can't even hear the pug. Well, then I'm sorry. It would have been fun <laughs> if you just played the pug raw. I'm giving you a zero for the day. Yeah, you do get a zero. Sorry, you got a zero, man. So, so we're gonna miss. <laughs> Maybe that's where Bean's fascination with Pugs started. I don't know. And then he went back for seconds just moments later. Uh, Dale DeBone, who is close to my heart because he plays Batman in the uh, Not Batman Triple X parody. Don't uh, do it, Bean. Shot of Styles. And Emma Stone. So uh, she's going with the top of the top notch. <laughs> Wow. That is an actual dog, by the way. It that's is. the fascinating part. I need that. to own that dog, by yeah. the way. All right, so keep that. Get rid of yes, the dog with the music. You can't, Don't tell can't even hear it. Because that was like the the, the YouTube video was the dog singing no, along. The, uh, horrible. I'm giving you a zero for the day. Not even uh, okay. close. Got two zeros today. Now that was a two-zero day for Bean, but it cracked me up. So I'm, I'm going to give him one. So he's like negative one now. Yeah. So anyway, that's the week that was 2010, guys. All right. Good stuff. Yay. Okay, folks, that was Critters Never Give Up. We try to keep you up to date on all the goings on in the Kevin and Bean universe. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Uh, you can email us at quittersnevergiveup at gmail. Follow us on Twitter at quittersnever or on Instagram at quittersnevergiveup. Or leave us a message at anchor at anchor.com backslash quitters. Anchor FM. Anchor FM. Dot com. <laughs> Backslash. Forward slash. No. Dot no. org. There's Not no org. forward slash. There's no anchor.com. There's no <laughs> there's a link in our in our podcast description where you can send in a voice message. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of our best endings yet. I agree.